Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Just greetings, greetings, greetings. Wanted to uh, just come on and just say hello. Today we're going to just breathe a moment. I know with all the hustle and bustle, everything going on, striving, trying to get to appointments, job on time, we're a little little flustered sometimes, but let's just breathe. Let's take a, take a moment. And as we're taking a moment, I want to read something from John 16, 24. And it says, until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. And I, I don't know. I came across that this morning and, um, and I just wanted to kind of think about that. It's like, he's like, you know, I, I'm your I'm your dad. It's like if your dad, you know, you was raised and, you know, you had this great relationship and you were in need of something and you didn't ask your dad. I remember being in school if you needed lunch money or maybe you had a particular project and you had to get like a poster board. You know, you ask your dad, you ask your mom, you ask your parents. And... um you know, and they, they'll do their best. You know, if the funds are right, they'll do their best to get it. And yet we're saying that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is saying to us, you haven't asked me anything. You know, we're talking about the God, the miracle, supernatural working God who healed the sick, who opened up blind eyes, healed people of leprosy, just met news met needs, raised up people from the dead. It's like, wow, that heavenly father, the one has a thousand cattle upon a thousand hills, that God says, until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. All right, don't get stuck there. (laughs) But he said, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. And I don't want to take things out of context and things of that nature. And I'm not, I'm pretty sure um, when you have a heart to please God, you don't, you're not caring at this moment for frivolous things. You know, I don't want a Lamborghini. I think he's talking about that, asking for things superficial or to make us look, you know, like we're fitting in the world. But ask. What need do you have that you could ask your heavenly father that he would give it to you, that you will receive it so that your joy may be complete? Huh. Oh, I know what it's like. He said um, to, to, to not get things that you've prayed for, asked, especially when it comes to healing, healing of a loved one. You know, you might have asked, Lord, spare their life. You know, you, a little more time, God. And maybe that didn't happen. No, we're, we're talking about joy. When he, when he answers and you receive it and you know it's from him, that only God could have done it, like turn the heart of a loved one who was on their backsliding and that they come to a revelation to know who God, Jesus Christ is, come to that saving grace. Today is just 
going to read scripture story. I think sometimes we forget who Jesus Christ is. Sometimes we forget really what he's done. <laughs> Ask the Father. That's what he said. Ask him. Ask him. What do you have need of? Ask him. Have you ever been in so much despair where you just can't even open your mouth to ask, to ask for help? If you need a push, I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you, I'm pushing me to get back to that place, to get back on our knees where we're asking God, hallelujah, for not only ourselves, our family, our friends, for our country, this nation. We're asking God for the hearts of man to return back to you, that they will return to uh, back to the walking in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy, peace, long-suffering. Don't give up. Don't give up so easy. Don't give up on people so easy. I pray that people will not give up on you. I pray that no matter the things that you might have done as well to others, that they would forgive you. And I pray that whatever people might have done to you, that you would forgive them joy would be complete. It's hard to, to walk in joy and, and, and praise, and yet you have so much, you know, animosity or bitterness or anger that's hanging on in our hearts. Oh, God, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. It's like sometimes maybe, God, my heart is so broken that I need you to create in me a clean heart that I would not sin against you. Man, sometimes we don't even, at the moment of us doing something or fighting back or answering back in a way that's derogatory, we don't even think about that, you know, God, I'm so broken and I'm hurting you. Hmm. But listen, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Hallelujah. So, God, we uh, need joy. We need joy in order to get through some things. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In order for us to be able to um, not give up, we got to have a reason. Lord, we have to have a reason not to give up. Did the enemy snatch your reason? You know, maybe you say, you know, I'm too old. I don't have no more vision. Yes, you do. You got vision. Ask God. God, give me a fresh vision at this season in my life. It is not over because you're old. It is not over because you're too young. It is not over because you feel like the, the, the things that you've attempted and tried, you failed at it, or maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And Man, I know what it's like to feel like everybody in the room knows more than you. Or everybody else seems to be managing to, to, to accomplish their goals. Or maybe they just make it look so good. I don't know. All I know is he wants for you the same thing. He's no respect of person. He doesn't want something for someone else and not for you. He wants us all to have joy and, and to have that peace and to have that relationship with him. He wants us all to trust him. Trust him, really trust him. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like I can't only trust myself. I, only, I can't trust nobody. I can't trust God. 
You know, I've been, I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. But we can trust him. Saying up to this point, you've not asked me. But ask that you will receive it. That your joy will be complete. Thank you, Lord. I want us to read some good news. Sometimes, you know, I think people, I was talking to someone and they think Christianity is just all humdrum, talking about sin. But Jesus coming to save the world, that's supposed to be good news. Why? Because he came to redeem us from that empty, dark space that we were in. Sometimes didn't even know we were in there. And he came to destroy the works of the, of the enemy, of negativity, fearfulness came to destroy those things. He said, listen, I didn't give you fear. I gave you love. I gave you power. I gave you a sound mind to be able to think through things clearly. Think on those things. Those things that are, that are lovely, that are good report, that are... Pre- think on good things, the Bible tells us. Be not conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't allow the world to trip you up and to trick you into no longer seeing what really is important. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. All right, we're coming out of... um, Wow, I didn't write down the scripture, the scripture text. Wow, wow, is it? I can't even think for a second. Anyway, um, I'll get back to you on that. But starting in verse thirty-four, it says, "Peter said, now I know for certain that God doesn't show favoritism with people." but treats everyone on the same basis. I'm reading out of the Passion Bible. It makes no difference what race of people one belongs to. If they show deep reverence for God and are committed to doing what's right, they are acceptable before him. Boy, that's good news. He's no respected person. He didn't come for one nationality of people. He came for us all. He said, there's no Jew or Greek, no bonder free. (laughs) You know, no male or female in Christ Jesus. Amen. And, And then it says, if they show deep reverence for God and are committed to doing what's right, they are acceptable before him. Then it says, verse 36, God sent his word to the Jewish people first announcing the wonderful news of hope and peace through Jesus, the anointed one, the Lord of all. So first he came to the Jews. Thank God he came to the Gentiles. (laughs) He said, you are well aware of all that began in Galilee and spread throughout the land of Israel. Immediately after John the Baptist preached his message of baptism, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. 
He did wonderful things for others and divinely healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil. Some versions say all who were oppressed of the devil. And I know it's 2022, and there are some people that are oppressed of the devil. And if we're not careful, instead of him being under our feet, <laughs> we'll be under his rule. So choose this day whom you will serve. Verse 39, that was my commentary on the side. Now back to verse 39. We apostles were eyewitnesses to all the miracles that he performed throughout the land of Israel. Finally, in Jerusalem, he was crucified on the cross. But God raised him from the dead three days later, allowing him to be seen openly. But he didn't appear to everyone, but he appeared to us, his chosen witnesses. He actually ate and drank with us, after he rose from the dead. I'm going to pause for a moment. You know, and, and sometimes, even now, Jesus appears to us. I'm not saying he sits down in front of us, but sometimes he knocks at the door of your heart, you know? And he said, don't harden your heart, but, but let him in. Sometimes we hear this inner voice that says, come this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come this way. Don't do that. Don't allow your emotions and your anger and your fears to dictate what your life is going to be like. But choose this day. I'm going to see how many opportunities I can throw in. But choose this day. That's good news. We have an option, number one. Because there's some, you know, religions um, that, do not have options. But the Lord isn't looking for robots or machines. He's looking for people who are going to love him, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Verse 42. But Jesus ordered us to preach and warn the people that God had appointed him to be the judge of the living and the dead. And not only us, but all of the prophets agree in their writings that everyone who believes in him receives complete forgiveness of sins through the power of his name. That is so important. And if you would look even in the Old Testament, which leads up to Jesus' coming, and we look in the New Testament, amen, who is the fulfillment of prophecy, and we read that, and we see, you'll find it all throughout woven of his coming. And he will come again. But whoever believes in him, you'll receive complete forgiveness. Your forgiveness of sins through the power of his name, Jesus Christ. Well, while Peter was speaking the Holy Spirit cascaded over all those listening to his message. And the Jewish brothers who had accompanied Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on people who weren't Jews. This is when it started. This is when the Gentiles, amen, were being engrafted in. 46. 
for they heard them speaking in supernaturally given languages and passionately praising God. Peter said, How could anyone object to these people being baptized? For they have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he instructed them to be baptized in the power of the name of Jesus, the Anointed One. After their baptism, they asked Peter to stay with them for a few more days. Well, amen. Right there we have the good news. Right there we see where Jesus came. What did he come to do? To, to help all those who were oppressed of the devil. Amen. And I mean, that, that's, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's helping us who are being oppressed by devilish thoughts and ways, right, to overcome, to break through those strongholds. And so we know why he came, right? And then he took on our sins on the cross. So, you know, Jesus came, he died, he was buried, and on the third day, he rose again. I mean, We should get freedom in that, that here's someone who came to pay a debt that you could not possibly pay. And so what is our attitude of gratitude, per se? Like, how do we begin to thank God for such a gift? It's a gift. Now, my question is, do you receive the gift? that Jesus has come to give us today. Or a reason why you say, well, what does that have to do with not giving up? Well, he helps empower us through the Holy Spirit so that we don't give up. That I have hope because I have hope in me. The third person of the Godhead dwells in me. I, I have hope. I can withstand. I can take some, some beatings, some licks, amen, and keep standing. Because I can be strong in the Lord and in the power of, of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, giving up, it's a reality. But I don't want it to be our option. And so we come in different ways on Sundays evening at 730 to give us tools to encourage each other. You know, I want you to be able to write me, email me, um, you know, some things, some thoughts, some topics uh, that, you know, you you might have. So, R. Jones War 777now at gmail.com. Let me just remind you of 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. And sometimes I use the same scriptures because there's no better ones, you know? But I may sometimes jump to another version. This is the Passion Bible, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. Though we experience every kind of pressure, man, have you not experienced all kinds of pressure? Every pressure may not be the same, but we all have experienced some pressure. But we're not crushed. You're standing up. You're still there. 
Might be a little weary. Might be a little tired. But you're not been crushed. You know what a crushed is? You ever seen those cars that go into those impactors and it just crushes it? <laughs> Amen. At times, we don't know what to do. Wow. It's like, it's like this scripture just took the words right out of my mouth. I, I don't always know what to do. You know, that I can ask my father. That's how we started the conversation in John 16, 24. He said, ask of the father that you will receive that your joy might be complete. Ask God, you know, when you don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. I chose the passion version because it says quitting is not an option. And we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. People may persecute you. They may talk ill will of you. They may even try to sabotage you, throw you under the bus, whatever the vernacular is. But God hasn't. He said he will never leave you or forsake you. He said he'd be with you even until the ends of the world. So then what is the problem? The problem is the enemy gets us in a tizzy sometimes and gets our thoughts and our minds all, you know, all over the place and thinking the wrong thoughts, right? We're not using our transformed mind. We're forgetting to pull down strongholds. We're forgetting to cast down imaginations, you know? We pray but we may be knocked down, but we're not out. And that reminds me of a box in the wing. His opponent may knock him, knock him down, but didn't knock him out. The one thing about if you're knocked down, you can get up. You can fight on. You know, you, you get to the count of 10. Kind of get your breath a little bit. I see them boxes, they jump right up. I think I'd lay down a minute. I'd stay there, at least to the count of eight, <laughs> and then jump up. So we may get knocked down, but we're not out. Just because you are knocked down, just because something didn't come through that you thought would or someone didn't come through and you they said they would, you're not out. It's not over. It's not over. Say it over again. It's not over. It's not over. You can get up again. You can try it again. They say Thomas Edison failed a thousand times. But on the a thousand and one time, he was successful. Though a just man falls seven times, he gets up again. But in your getting up, learn from the mishaps. Learn how you got there. In the case of a boxer, maybe you didn't pivot. Maybe you didn't shuffle. Maybe you didn't move around. Maybe you didn't block. You, you, you start assessing, what did I do? So the next time I'm in that position, I'll know, man, put up, put up your hands. Begin to defend yourself. Okay, sway side to side. You can't stay still like you sit and pray. Hallelujah. Out of the belly. I don't know. All of a sudden, this scripture came up. Out of the bellies should flow rivers of living water. It's a flowing. When the water isn't flowing, then it's stagnated. And when it's stagnated, it brings disease. It's, you know, it's not fresh. It's not moving. It has no way of cleansing itself. So 
Get up. Allow the rivers to flow. It's funny, too, because sometimes um, I used to live near a river, and uh, sometimes, you know, the stone, big stone, or maybe a tree fell down, and that water would move around it. it you know, that, that boulder, it could have been a stopper, but the water just goes around. It flows around it, you know? And the power of water, you know, is the fact that it'll always find a path. I want to be like water. I want to always have a path, a way out. I always want to be able to be able to flow, find the Lord. You know, if I can't flow to him, oh, I'm in trouble. But that's why he's in us. That's why we have to hide that word in our heart so that we don't sin against him. So be not conformed to this world, but be tr transformed by the renewing of the mind. I remember the NAACP used to have a slogan, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. You know, the only way to fail is to do nothing. So if you're doing nothing, hmm, get up again. Do something. Make one step, one movement. Tell somebody one thing you're going to do towards your vision, towards your purpose towards the destiny. I didn't always think I had one, a destiny. I didn't always think I had a vision. Sometimes I don't even understand the vision I do have. But I don't have to figure it all out. Like 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, I don't always know what to do, but I'm not going to quit. And you're not going to quit either. We have hope. We have good news that Jesus Christ has come to set us free from the oppressor, from the devil. And you may not think it's a literal devil, but there is evil. There is opposite forces. You know, I strive to be positive, but negativity tries to flood my mind. Paul said it this way. I try to do good, but evil is always present. Amen. So I'm excited. If you have a takeaway today, it would be for me, is don't stop asking God for the things that you need. Amen. We're out of time. <laughs> and I just want to say you're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I want you to remember that greatness is on the inside of you. Don't quit. <laughs>